Welcome to the Fantasy Campground, from nightmares and necromancers to boggles and bone devils. Yeah, Yeah, I like that, yeah. Thank you guys for coming and hanging out with us. This is the Fantasy Campground, a D&D TTRPG podcast where we talk about all things related to D&D 5e, and we are so glad you guys are here to join us today. What an intro, sir. So many damn really good. I've been working on it. I like that a lot. I've been been putting in the work, man. I'm trying, yeah. So today we're going to have an Around the Fire discussion, which if you're just joining us, Around the Fire is a general breakdown discussion where we kind of talk about the overarching concepts of D&D and just give you more information so that you can understand things a little bit better. The Fantasy Campground, Around the Fire. Yeah, so we're three, what I'd like to call friends, who, yeah, uh, yeah, somewhat. Yeah, who, who, who are in a D&D campaign. Uh, you can catch us every Monday at twitch.tv slash fantasy campground. All one word. And uh, this is kind of a supplemental to that campaign. It's just us talking about D&D, certain things that we like, don't like, uh, ways to go about certain things when you're making your own campaign, whether it be through a module or through a homebrew campaign. So today's episode isn't around the fire. It's a general discussion. It's just us kind of shooting the shit about something that has always been on our mind since Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes has released, what, probably a year ago? More than that. Yeah. Has it been more than a year? Yeah. So Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes is a kind of high-end book, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that doesn't come up a lot because... When was Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes released? Is it October 2021? No. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> First printing, May of 2018. Oh my wow. God. I, I was going to say 2018. years? I was going to say 2018 sarcastically. <laughs> I quit. Oh, I quit d and I'm done. We're like talking about this been... thing four years later. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, the reason we're talking about this is because, you know, like Justin was kind of leaning to, high-level campaigns are sometimes not always reached. It's an area that can be sort of shadowed and, and covered by this sort of, I don't really know how to handle this. I don't really know what to do. And Mordenkainen does a great job of bringing in a lot of high-level, high-class monsters for you to use in your campaigns. I feel like it was a response to uh, a lot of people talk shit about wizards being like, oh, nothing's over, like, level 10. You know and I mean? Volos had a lot of low-level... Especially level. back in 2018, it was like, there's nothing over level 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's nothing for the higher-level campaigns. Right, so this was specifically made to be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Here, you want this? We will give you the devils and demons. And that's but... What- it's a thing that's also very personal to us because we're dealing with a demon. We are dealing with the Hellspawn army, which is a combination of both, which we demons and devils. Yeah, demons which is something devils. that oh, okay. does not actually have. Like they talk about in the book, how that does not happen. Which is probably why I have no idea the difference between devils and demons because <laughs> <laughs> in our own campaign they're just combined. But it's yes, a, yes, and no. It's oh shit. Are we going <laughs> to figure out something in our own main campaign? Probably not. Tonight? Probably. So tonight we're going to have a discussion about what devils and demons are, how the differences appear, and sort of how you can get a better understanding of their place in the planes of, exa- I don't know the best way to describe this, how, hmm. how they fit into a 5e world. Right. Let's get started and have this around the fire discussion about devils and demons. Yes. What's a good place to start? The general sort of like kind of what you were asking, Justin, what is the difference between a devil and a demon? Okay, well, let's start it off. What is a demon? All right. Michael, you're smart. Yeah, you know stuff. (laughs) You know stuff. Yeah. So if you are used to the normal pop culture idea of demons, uh, or even the biblical sense of demons being you know, servants of devils and things like that. Oh. You would be wrong in the oh. D&D context. <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I know this. Nope. Yeah. No, I don't know this. No, I, I don't, don't know, know this, this at all. Yeah, so, so coming from a big, big, blah, 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 biblical sense, you, yes. have, you have the devil, and then you have demons that work for him. Uh, in D&D, they are split, and there are many kinds of devils, and there are many kinds of demons. Where did the split happen? Is this the thing that's in D&D, or has it just always been? Uh, it's always been. Okay. Uh, and uh, ideally, the kind of the history of them is one is chaotic, 
demons, and the other is lawful. They're both evil. They just have different ideas about evil. One is chaotic evil. One is lawful evil. Correct. Chaotic is demons. Lawful is devils. Yes. That's, that's in reference to the 5E alignment chart that uses just sort yeah, of a base the, sense. The D&D the D&D, the D&D. So I, uh, I'm going to give a big uh, heads up here is I've done my own alignment chart, which uh, involves like suits of clothing to better <laughs> help me imagine what is what. So, <laughs> no, I have to hear this. There's nothing I've to always yeah. assumed. There's looks of bewilderment right. here. So I've always assumed you have lawful, chaotic, uh, and then the you know good, neutral, or evil, right? Mm-hmm. So I've always looked at lawful is like tuxedo, proper dress. <laughs> And then chaotic, shamble, potato bag. You know what I mean? And okay. I know that's not the right way to look at it. No. <laughs> I know that's not right, but that's what I've always thought about. So what, what country So are you we talking about a tuxedo devil versus a potato bag demon? Yes. By your, By your weird, weird ass <laughs> alignment chart, yes, that is what we would be talking about. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. So, so what, what, what clothing is contributing to head when you hear chaotic good? Chaotic good is potato bag uh, person who's trying to do well. <laughs> who's trying to do well in the world. Somebody who's like in shambles trying to figure shit out but wants to do good. So what would the two guys going in stepbrothers in the tuxedo for the Those interview? are lawful good people. <laughs> no. no. Lawful no is the tuxedo. No. Is the, is the, you, James Bond is a lawful good person. You know. No. No, just, I, to me, it's always a dress thing of between lawful and chaotic. So I don't know. I could be completely so wrong in that. Lawful, Am I wrong in that? Yes. yes. I feel like I'm yes. not wrong. Yes. No. Lawful. Sith. Lawful Sith. is there is a set of rules somewhere, either the rule of law, your own personal code, something like that. Yeah. There is Cumberbund a set of rules the belt. that you follow. Chaotic means you don't really have rules. You don't follow them. You do whatever you feel like. This also plays into what I've been talking about the entire time. Potato sack versus tuxedo. We're not going to convince him. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Uh, So that is one axis of the alignment chart. The other axis is good to evil. So good, neutral, evil. Okay. Well, is there a middle between uh, uh, chaotic and lawful? Neutral. Pure yeah. neutral, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So there is there. Uh, so going through the whole alignment chart, there is lawful, khakis and a fishing shirt. Lawful good, <laughs> neutral good, chaotic good. <laughs> then you have neutral good. Or, sorry, true mm-hmm. neutral. Yeah, you have neutral good. Yeah, good neutral. Neutral good. Lawful no. Then, lawful no, you have lawful. Good. Sorry, I, I need to visualize this in my head. I was just reading things off. It helps uh, to do so, the uh, tuxedo potato. No, no it does so, not. Going back over this, without tuxedos involved, you have lawful good, neutral good, chaotic good. Underneath that, you have lawful neutral, true neutral, and chaotic neutral. Then you have lawful evil, neutral Neutral evil, evil. and chaotic evil. Nothing to do with the dress at all. Nothing to do with the dress. Okay. Because you can have some snappy dressing chaotic people. Uh, I don't know if you can. It's all potato sacks. But getting back to the matter at hand, you have demons, which are lawful evil. They they do bad other, things. Other ways, demons are chaotic. Evil. Sorry, yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, this could be confusing. Uh, I'll yes, edit that out. devils are lawful evil. They are bad guys, but they yeah. adhere to some form of rules or law. The demons, being chaotic evil, are bad guys that just do whatever the hell they want. Wild animal type unintended. Of thing? The, very, well, mm, I would say wild animals would lean more neutral. They are just following in true yes. neutral. So I have a I have a little image here that has a good way of describing it. Like Darth Vader would be lawful evil, whereas the Joker is chaotic evil. So Darth Vader in this aspect would be a devil, mm-hmm. and the Joker would be a demon. demon. Yep, correct. Yep. Ugh, I don't know if that helps, but I like it. Yep. Well, it's better than your cummerbund versus... Yeah, <laughs> cummerbund I think that's a much easier sack? thing yeah. for people to understand. Well, you know, yeah. we'll see. Like lawful we'll good. see how this all shakes out. Maybe by the end of this episode, we'll all be on Team Tuxedo. Lawful good would be uh, Superman, and chaotic good would be V from Vendetta. V for Vendetta. I don't know about that. I would think V for Vendetta would be chaotic evil. He's not hurting people. He's hurting the government. Honestly, no, I wouldn't see him as evil. I would see him as good because he's trying to do good. But he's uh, against the law. But he is against law. He could, I would view him more as a neutral good. So he's not completely chaotic. He has his own... 
But he has his own standards yeah. that he upholds. Them. Which he, which might consider him to be lawful good. And because he wears he has a cummerbund rules. and a tuxedo shirt. I'm going to kick uh, you off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a Michael and me podcast by the end of it. <laughs> you are going to go downstairs with your wife. I'm going to take my equipment and go home. So getting so that was a a very long tangent about where Tail devils and chart. demons yeah. fall. T- tangent how, detected. We're going to yeah. have to do alignments at some point. Yeah. Oh Lord, yes. Oh God. So please be get awful. back to what you were saying, Michael, yeah. about how devils and demons are split. So they are split, and that's literally pretty much the main split: is lawful evil and good, uh, new chaotic evil. I like it. Okay. So they come from two different places. The devils come from the nine hells. And the demons come from the abyss. Oh, Jesus. Why don't you just start off with that? That makes a lot more sense. <laughs> they come from two different places. Well, we had to start about like their general like conceptual differences. Seven hells is devils. Mm-hmm. Hells are devils. Nine. What Nine. I'm, I'm still on the... Uh, what's that guy's name? Virgin? Virgil? What? Yeah, Virgil. Devil May Cry? No, 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 no. Uh, the, uh, what's that old uh, the rhyming poem thing? What is it? Dante's Inferno? Yeah, that's Virgil from Dante's Inferno. Oh, yeah. I played that since mm, PS2. That's Seven Hells. That's uh, not a video not, game. He's not talking about the video game. <laughs> talking Although about the book. it is <laughs> a video a game. But it is I a book, yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. We're on the same page. Somewhat. So, yeah, so you have the, the ordered evil of the Nine Hells, and you okay. have the chaos of the Abyss. The Abyss. That makes a lot more mm-hmm. sense to me. Mm-hmm. And the big deal between these two is that they are in an eternal war mm. called the Blood War, mm-hmm. fighting against each other. And the Blood War is a long running. We could probably do an entire podcast just on the Blood War. Let's just uh, try to sum it up in a few sentences. It's an eternal thing. And the reason why it's eternal is because anytime anybody dies in this thing, they just return back to their home, right? Yeah. So if you, since it's fought uh, in between. The nine hells and the abyss, you know, in either of those places, when things die, they just return back to the plane they're from. Yeah. So Unless it's like they're a, killed on the plane they're from. Right. So it's almost like an endless, like, two circles yeah. kind of thing, mm-hmm. like a recycling. That's how I see it. Yeah. 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 Also because there are people in the planes, gods or high-level mages and other peoples, that like to practice what they call the balance where they try to keep a balance in the war between these two evil armies hmm. because them fighting each other means them. less of them fighting good things or like invading that. the material plane. I like that a lot. That's the worst yeah. case scenario is that one would win the war because then they would take over the rest of the planes. Right, they would go for the material, they go for the celestial Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because it's a fight between two evil factions... The gods don't really interfere because that would mean helping an evil faction right. win, mm-hmm. and they don't want to do that. Why are they fighting? Because. Oh. Because <laughs> power. How yeah. foolish of me for it. So it's a, it's a power thing, and also because in most of the common um, I thought maybe it was setups. Like Helen of Troy type thing. <laughs> no, in most of the common uh, setups for the planes of existence in uh, D&D and D&D lore, the Nine Hells and the Abyss are next to each other. Oh, okay. See, and I didn't the know that. River Styx oh. connect, connects them directly. So the so demons. So is that a battleground in D and D? Is the River Styx? In this section, it cuts through and connects the two of them. Yes. Oh wow! Oh, so that's it's, very interesting. It's easier for them to get into each other's planes to fight than it is for them to get in any of the other planes. So that's why that's a big, huge battleground. It's harder to get to. You know. Arborea or some of the other planes for them to fight against the good aligned gods or in the you know good aligned planes, uh, it's harder for them to get there than it is to fight each other. Yeah, and mm. listeners, go back and listen to our planes episodes where we both did a around the fire where we talked about all the planes and then how to deal with this of entering planes traveling into your campaign. This is a very interesting point because this means that Maybe is there a chance that you would have like a campaign going into the River Styx Absolutely. being put into the middle of this blood war? Is that yes. and what level do you think that's a okay thing to do at? Mm, I mean, if, you're not going to do it at level two, right? Like, no, a, I would say that's, that's you're a deep be thing. Thirteen or higher, probably. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say, I'd say 10, maybe ten. Yeah. Ten. Okay. Yeah. If you're actually going there to fight, yeah, ten and up. And which brings in this whole Mordenkind is Tome of Foes. I feel like level ten is kind of where it starts. 
When it talks about devils and demons, I mean, granted, there's also yeah. like I would say, yeah, there's there. there's low level devils and demons that you can fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. you might m- find them on the material plane. But if you're actually going into the home of these things, you're going to have a higher chance of encountering higher level uh, beings to fight. I love in, it. in which case, the players would need to be higher level themselves. Okay. Well, do you guys want to focus more on demons or more on devils to start? I personally like devils. I think they I think they have a lot more role playing aspects okay uh demons why is that because uh, of the lawfulness yes uh most and mostly due to the fact that devils like to manipulate and control mortal souls whereas from my experience as a dm and player that demons are more used for pure destruction if your goal as a dm is to wreak havoc demons do a better job at that but if you're wanting to have intrigue and coercion and different aspects of role playing with your enemies devils lead devils lean into that a little bit more i don't entirely agree with that i actually so i i do agree with a bit about devils being the ones you know they're pulling the strings behind the scenes things like that but to me demons are a corruption thing okay uh where they're you know trying to actively corrupt the mortal plane and you can there's a whole bunch of stuff you can play into of, you know, there's this uh, new plague that has come out and you're trying mm-hmm. to find the uh, the source of it and then you end up finding that it's, you know, demons are coming onto the material plane. That. So then boy. it's a whole it's a whole thing. You got to figure okay. out, you know, yeah. the backstory of it and how it's come to be and then you end up finding this corruption in the world. But and me, your players first, they come across just a sickness. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't but let me ask you this. Yeah. When they confront said demon, do you feel like there would be a lot of interaction and role-playing with said demon? Or do you feel like it would be... Or do you feel like it would be just, we find this guy, we fight it? Because uh, It could be... You know, you you find out what's going on, but you don't have a way to stop it. So then you have to deal with the demon, okay, uh, to figure out a way to stop it or figure out a way to get it to go away. Which could be fighting it, which could be you try to make a deal with it. Maybe the players don't know that demons are notoriously chaotic and not prone to deals. They uh-huh. end up make they may end up making a yeah, deal with it, yeah. and the demon goes back on it. Which is they, a very known thing. Demons mm-hmm. don't hold to deals. Don't trust demons. That's devils will actually devils are one of those like Faustian bargain yeah, type you thing. Trust like, the devil. Don't trust a demon. Yeah, a demon will just <laughs> just go back on it. Whereas a devil, if you can find a uh, an interesting way to uphold the deal and have it beneficial, the devil has the lawful evil aspect. He kind of has he's to gotta, hold he's to. He's got to control it. Yeah, yeah. A, de- a demon may hold to a contract, but you have to be more powerful than it to make sure it stays in line. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, All right. a, whereas a devil will hold to a contract, but unknowns to you. It gets the better deal out of the contract. So I hate to be the one to bring this up, but there's a class called Warlock, which has a, a one of the main classes in the uh, player handbook is a fiend contract, contract yeah. of the fiend or whatever. Yeah, fiend pack warlock. Fiend mm-hmm. pack warlock. So fiend could be a demon or a devil, or is that something completely different? Am I am I mixing terms here? A fiend is of that nature i believe like so a fiend both is, it, it, like a, I mean, a, maybe i'm asking for like a venn diagram i, I think <laughs> like, it's like like when you're classifying how much an, overlap is a devil and a demon to a fiend so i think Are if you imagine like a dog like a dog is a canine but then you have different breeds of dogs i think it's along those lines like devils and demons so are both a fiends. Fiend, yeah uh, a, a fiend, fiend could by, be a demon or a devil yeah a fiend was an evil creature from one of the fiendish planes also called the lower planes in some cosmological models okay so a fiend could be a demon or it could be a devil demon or a devil mm-hmm. okay yes just because uh, we run into a lot of things where it's like okay what is the race the race is a fiend mm-hmm. uh, we did a paladin episode go yep. back and l- listen to that guys there's a very interesting aspect that we talked about there is when we were talking about, uh, okay, well, this is undead and fiends that you were able to... Divine sense. Divine sense. Yeah. Celestials, fiends, and undead. Right. So what is a fiend? A fiend could be a demon or a devil. So Correct. they all both fall into that category. When you're talking about this category of fiends, this is basically just an evil thing. From yeah, a specific place. Yeah. Okay. So it is a specific place. Right? Yeah. So usually, what fi- is that yeah. place? No, usually fiends are from the lower planes. They're either going to be the nine hells or the both of abyss. those are lower planes. Correct. And we talked about this in the plane. The Correct. Couple planes episodes. Yeah. So they they are the evil aligned planes, mm-hmm. uh, and these are not just creatures that 
became evil or you know they're, they're just born kind of evil. dicks. Yeah. These things are born from concentrated evil. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty. That makes sense to me. I'm, I'm kind of pulling it all together, and I think I see where the the mix up happens between devils and demons is because they are both fiends. They are both lower planes, but it's almost like a Ford or Chevy. Yeah, they're both trucks. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're both trucks. <laughs> right? Yeah. Am I, am I mistaken in that? Is that a good analogy? I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Can I can I give up my tuxedo potato sack analogy and Please give do. a Ford Chevy? Please do. <laughs> Just whatever you think is better than that. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a good way. Both are yeah, like both are vehicles, right? Like a Ford and a Chevy is both vehicles, yeah. but they are very different in how they're constructed and how they're used by people. One is used well, and a Ford is used not well. Sure. So, <laughs> so yes, when you're thinking about devils and demons, they are they are fiends, they're both fiends, and they come from different places, and they have wildly different ways of going about achieving their goals. Okay, I like that. Yeah, like a Cambian is a devil. And a Cambian is going to, you know, like a Cambian's going to talk to you and it's going to try to make deals with you. And then, you know, if it feels like it's not going well, then it will fight. Whereas like a demon, what's a lower level demon that's good to use? Uh, I got I'm this. sorry. What did you say a Cambian was? Oh, a Cambian is a demon? Am I wrong about that? God, what is so the, dumb. Uh, what are the things we fought? Um, the... Uh, I want to say like a barb tail demon. Yeah, yeah. Those are if I remember, those are devils, like devil. a bone barb, devil, barb, barb yeah. devil, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chain devils. Chain devils. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I remember fighting those in the original campaign way long ago. It's been eighty-four <laughs> it's years. Eighty-four years. <laughs> so, devils and demons—a broad category that can encompass. Sev- though, that's my favorite. Enemy right there, Baphomet. Oh. That's the <laughs> yeah. that's the that's one I cam- always want to use. Cambians are demon. Oh, oh see, I am see, see fiend. They are fiend related. Oh, see, Ford shows, Chevy. Yeah, Can exactly. I mean? Same fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. It sees you. You have Tuxedo this idea. potato sack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have this idea this of what you what what something is, and you can be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So we I wanna, genuinely thought it was a devil. So this is a very uh, interesting concept, right? And like, this is kind of what we're trying to like really put a bow on is the difference between them. What is there a way you think that if somebody describes something to you that you'd be able to be like, okay, that is a demon or that is a devil? And what kind of words would you choose as a DM to be able to describe something so that your players understand Ooh. this is a demon versus this is a devil? That's a good question. <laughs> you it, can't say this is a Chevy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no. you can, but no one's going <laughs> to fucking get it. So to me, if I was going to describe a demon, honestly, it would have to be, you, you would have to, it would depend on the level. Sure. That we're talking about. If sure. they are dealing with a... Should they, they even know? Probably. Mm, Is it one de- of those like, why even know? Yeah. I mean, these are just fiends. They're bad dudes. Fiends are bad. Yeah. It, it, unless they needed to get into the noodly aspects, maybe... Yeah. You know, they have a warlock in the party who is a fiend pack warlock, and they're contracted to one of the uh, archdevils. And then you kind of, wait a minute, should I attack this guy? Is that going to piss off my patron? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Oh, no, it's, it's, and then you find out you, you got to get patron. into the, di- you need to get into differences, and you're like, oh, no, it's a demon. I'm going to fucking kill this guy. Okay. Okay. So, you know, it kind of depends on a lot of different nuances of the situation. But I would say if one. you're doing mid or higher level demons, I, Personally, I would describe maybe a corrupting influence of them. Mm-hmm. That they are actually twi- an icker, twist, right? twisting the world around them. Yeah. Yeah, I always imagine demons as grosser like than than devils. I I always imagine devils have a tuxedo on and demons. <laughs> I'm have sorry, a what was this? <laughs> oh what? <laughs> this makes perfect sense this to me. <laughs> You've been doing your tuxedo potato sack comparison. This makes like a, a lot of a, sense. A now. devil will show up to the ball in a in a tuxedo, and a demon oh, will, show up, will show up in a potato sack. Did I just give the perfect analogy that nobody understood? I used at the it point? so you, Justin, Justice, would understand. <laughs> <laughs> that was the question. <laughs> so we're talking about demons and devils. We're talking about fiends. We're talking about evil things in general, right? So you're a DM. You're in a campaign. Kind of. When do you start introducing these type of things? Where do you start laying these breadcrumbs to point at that, something so evil? Like these aren't hags that are misunderstood women in the forest. Right. You know what I mean? Like there is something inherently evil about these. Yeah, things. you this, these are one of those villains that I think you can portray to your party as you don't have to feel sorry. 
You don't have to try to understand no. their motivations, and you can't um, like a like a like a beholder. You might be able to be like, oh, they'll give us some quests. But if you start taking quests from a, from, from a demon Bahamut, lord, yeah, yeah, or what is it? Oh, I love Baphomet. Baphomet, so good. I said Baphomet. <laughs> That's a <laughs> yeah. He's a demon. I like that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a second. No, I, I. So to answer your original question, I think you can do that. Uh, you don't take quests from Baphomet. I again, I, I, I think a crazy DM might fi- find a way. Grayer, great Grayer, Garian, Garian. Oh man, I don't know. Potato, potato, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tuxedo. Potato sack. Yeah. <laughs> so I think uh, your question was when would you start introducing them? If your campaign that you want is demon or devil centric, you Five E <sighs> does a great job. Love it. It can Love get. It. it gives you low level. Uh, villains so that you can... This is not low level. Well, no, the demon lords are not. No, I mean, you're not fighting a demon lord at level two. You're you're fighting his minions. And for that's, all you listeners out there, I am looking at the stat page for Baphomet right now, and it is half a goddamn page. It is. Yeah, those demon lords and that's are just gnarly. Stats. That's just the stat block, not that's even just the description. The that's, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, well the high level lords they have they have things we can get into that. They have like area effects, they have lair, they well, have Well, let's get into it. I mean, what are we talking about here? Like we're talking about introducing high level devils and demons into your campaign. What do you need? What do you would you do? I would say you start off with the the lower level stuff, the rank mm-hmm. and file. Rank and file. Yep. Yeah. Imps. So, yeah, imps, why, limiers, why, imps are devils. Things like that. Yes. Yeah. They wear a tuxedo. Absolutely, absolutely. Imps and cambians, uh, like I was just saying. Imps and quagoths. Quagoths. Yeah, that's a little frog thing. That's a that's definitely a potato sack. (laughs) Isn't? I'm trying to remember what the the demonic counterpart for an imp is, and I think it's a quagoth. I think you're right. I'm just going to go with you, right? Sure. Oh no, no, I was wrong. No, quagoths are like big, hairy things. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, right? The little frog thing. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah. I love madness. Madness is a cra- madness <laughs> like, is a madness like, is I know a I'm crazy skipping way. Skipping ahead here. That's one of those things. Like, oh, you guys are up. you guys are so strong. You you none I of love. that matters against madness. Madness you know? is a challenge because it's not only like a, a statistical thing, but it's also like a role play thing. Mm-hmm. It's like I'm I'm putting this on you. You have to play this now. Mm-hmm. Ah, I got confused because it also starts with a Q. The closet, closet, closets, and imps. Yep. Yeah. So, so going back to your original question, shush him. That's that's how you introduce like you know the first time the party goes you know let's just use a random quest you know your party has to go to a mage tower you know low level level three or something they have to try to find a they have to try to find a MacGuffin to to get somewhere but when they enter the tower they are met by a bunch of imps who have slain the mage. And those are your breadcrumbs to you know Ooh. why did they Ooh. why did the imps kill this thing? That's a hard and, end, right? Like you 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 take your players on a quest, and you're like, oh, you have to find this book, you have to find this person, you have to find this thing. At the end of it, it's just a massacre, and it's just like imps leaving and through they, a fucking thing, and you're like, and oh, they steal the book. Shit. Like let's use that book. They, they yeah. steal the book, so now they've left with what are those? Why did they take the book? Yeah. What what are we going to do to try to find it? And yeah, and you go from there, and then you can introduce more aspects of the particular devil or demon lord that you want to introduce. Because I think that's what a lot of DMs do. They they do like what you're doing right now. They go through the book and they say, "Oh, I love this yeah. guy." Yeah, and I want to use him. So Zuckmoy, Zugatmoy, yeah, has been my favorite. I used him in a one shot. Yeah, you did try to kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine's popping. Good job. And it's it's you know what story do you want to tell? Am I closing? What is that noise? It's water. Oh, okay. okay I, was like, <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, no, 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 no it's a faucet. So uh, that's that's where the book. You know, that's kind of one of the things that we're focusing on right now is Mordenkainen's. That's one of the things that this book does so well is not only does it just give you the fat ass stat block for these things, it gives you their their reasoning and sort of their place in the world and how you as a DM can use that information to tell what kind of story that you want to tell. So we're talking about big bads, right? Yeah, BBEGs. Yeah, right. I mean, we're not going to introduce a demon lord, a devil lord, without it being kind of a big deal. Yeah. You don't just randomly come across these things. Yeah, not unless not unless you're playing a campaign where these guys are just like they're going all over the plains doing anything they want and they're all Mary Sue's and they can So what is madness? 
Oh, madness! Madness! Because I see a, that, and I'm looking through this thing. Madness has a as a wide definition. It affects the players short term, all the way to long term. Madness can have like permanent effects. It can have temporary effects, but it it, it massively adjusts the way a player should play his character. Excellent way to put it. I've been looking at these things all day, and I'm looking at this right now, and it's literally like a flaws table. For your character. Yes, and it adds crazy Oh, you're looking things. at Madness? Yeah, yes. I love it. I love it. One of them, I'm looking at the Madness, madness of Zuckmoy, and we have, if you roll a D100, 0 through 20, I see visions in the world around me that others do not. <laughs> like, so right there. Holy shit. Which table are you looking at? Zuckmoy's Madness, madness Zuckmoy. table. Oh, that's just specific for that. Uh, just specific yeah, yeah. for so, that so, guy. So for you listeners out there, Justin is looking at Mordenkainen's, and he's looking at yeah. a very specific table. Very specific. According to Zuggetmoy, and that does not include the overall Dungeon Master's Why Guide. Why are you adding an extra syllable in there? I feel like we're saying Z- this two different ways. Zuggetmoy. It's not Zuckmoy? I don't know. Let me see. Am I pronouncing that wrong? You pronounced Zuck-moy. Sith earlier, so I don't trust any way you pronounce Zuck-moy. anything. Zuckmoy. Zuckmoy. You're adding extra vowels in there, right? It's just Zuck Moy. I think he's putting an apostrophe. Oh, I am. I, yeah, I'm putting an O. Zuck Moy. No, I'm putting an Zuck-it-moy. O. I, I thought there was an. It's just Zuck. I thought there was right? an O after the second G. Well, what I'm looking at here specifically for Zuck Moy. That sounds weird to me. Zuck Moy. I mean, it sounds demonish. Whoop. And I dropped the book. Yeah, that zero through twenty see visions of the world that do not exist. Twenty-one through forty. So this is something you roll on. Yes, uh, I would say the DM rolls this. If a oh, creature yeah. goes mad in Zuckmoy's lair or within line of sight of the demon lord, roll mm-hmm. on the madness of Zuckmoy table to determine the nature of the madness, which is a character flaw that lasts until cured. So even if they destroy Zuckmoy, they have the madness of Zuckmoy. Mm-hmm. Forever until they figure out to go to a cleric. So you, you you're bringing up a good thing there. That that's specific for that demon prince. Correct. Uh, you can. My idea and kind of the way I've done it in our campaign is when you guys start dealing with stuff like that, I'm using the madness table in the DMG. Okay. There's so, a whole so there is section. one. Yeah. And it's oh, basically when you when you know the players encounter something so crazy. Uh, they're dealing with you know some form of PTSD, or they're just—it's the maddening influence of whatever they're in or doing that you roll on that table, and then it's got short-term, medium, Ooh. long-term, and I think there's permanent. Mm-hmm. There is. I'll tell you what, man. Like these are some hooks. The eighty-one yeah. through a hundred. I am constantly scratching at unseen fungal infections. Which oh, you play- tell your player they have to do that, and don't tell any of the players that mm-hmm. that's what's going on. Like that is a ooh. So it's an RP gold mine. If your party went to battle this demon lord, they would all have to make this safe. They would all have to. <laughs> they would all have to be a part of this because it specifically Correct. says within line yeah. of sight, or in, and it lasts until cured. So I mean, as a DM, you'd say when it's cured. Yeah, it's generally something like a. I'm trying to remember if lesser restoration does it or greater restoration, or wish. I'll tell you what, we have a very sure uh, well-balanced party where we have a greater, lesser... We have a lot of magic users, mm-hmm. so I'm sure it's a thing that wouldn't get too far in our campaign, but if you're running like a uh, all-barbarian party... Oh, goodness gracious. ...and you run across somebody who gives you madness, uh-oh. Everybody's screwed. You better be paying some church somewhere to do something. Yeah, the that's one of the things I really liked about what that book did was it really made it to where the entire area, it wasn't just like the lair of these demon lords and lair actions. It's literally when you're traveling just to get to this place, it's difficult and it can <laughs> totally affect the entire party. I'm just flipping through pages here. Mm-hmm. I happened to pro- across the hellfire engine. We did a one shot where that was a, that was the big bad thing of the one shot. And I just realized it's a lawful evil Hellfire engine. And I'm like, how can a fucking yep. construct be lawful evil? I guess just I, a program bad. I guess, yeah, I was going to yeah. say it, it has to follow its programming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> love and it. it does bad things. It. it does bad things. That was also the one that I kept knocking over. Yeah, I hate you. <laughs> uh, side note, I also hate you. So. <laughs> side note, I also hate you. That was a battle master for the win, just oh. constantly knocking over yeah, this giant I had a Hellfire tank. engine that was like coming up out of the ground. It was this amazing one shot. It was going to be this great thing, and he's like, "I'll flip it." It's and not I'm like, immune- what? I'm sorry, what? It's not immune I'll flip to flip it. 
No, it's not immune. And I basically he kept failing the save for it. Yeah. Oh wow. No, it was bad. It was bad. Yeah, I was I was burning through those Battlemaster dice. Yeah. <sighs> it was a good night. Nice. I like one shots. So yeah, I, one I don't, shot. I don't yeah. mind if somebody gets the the if I get my comeuppance in a one shot, I don't mind. No, don't no. Mind. And we know if Justin's running one sh- uh, one shot, one shot, it's yes. he's going to try and kill us. Literally, yeah. The whole point of this is for you to die. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you should die at the end of it. Yeah, like the one shot where we went through uh, portals and some of them were good, but we just happened to go to the one that was uh, the realm of Zahario. Oopsies, Zahario. Yes, oh. <laughs> and probably died. one of the most died popular. almost instantaneously. Yeah. yeah, I love that one. That she has a, a one. she has a great story. Uh, Fallen Angel. Good Ugh. times. Good times. Yeah. All so right. back to demons and doubles, though. We were talking about the rank and file stuff. So. They have their low-end minions that they use, but because of their corruptive influence or in the devil's way of doing things, you know, they kind of get in in the background and do things. Tuxedo. (laughs) Uh, They also have many followers on the material plane. They can Mm -hmm. have cults and stuff like that, that, you know, you party rolls into the town and they feel things aren't quite right. And maybe it's because... There are members of the town that are at night having their little secret meetings where they're praying to some demon prince. Mm-hmm. I love cults. Cults are a great. A, that's that's a great role we playing do a aspect. Whole episode on cults. We could do a whole episode on just factions and yeah. like and just yeah how it. how to use that. that. Yeah, those are great. It. Cults are a great way to have someone like have a, a character that is reoccurring. That is that can grow with the party, yeah. you know. And you were talking about the players not actually doing quests for these evil beings. That's a way to get them to do it. Yeah, cults. Is yes, someone comes up and contacts them and wants them to destroy <laughs> this cult of Baphomet, and the players do, and they get their pay. Oopsies. Well, then they come back later and they find out that now the town is controlled by you know. Some devil that wanted Baphomet's people gone. Yep, yep. Devils hate Cause demons because they're always in battle with each other. Devils hate demons. Demons don't give a fuck. Demons hate no, everything. Demons hate everything. Demons hate everything. Yeah. Well, yep. they hate devils a lot because of the blood war. But you know, I love the blood war. It's it's so in our campaign, the worst possible thing has happened. They have banded together in what is known as the Hellspawn army, which they're trying to take over everything. Is that from a book? Is that something that you've taken from something? Is that your own design? That's my own design on that. Is that a... um, I don't mean to get into our own personal campaign too much, but is there a a, a, a faction that this has happened to? Is there a book that you can kind of point to where this is an easy way to explain it away for our listeners? Not really. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. It was. Uh, <laughs> I kind of came up with the idea, and I knew, you know, from. Does pre- it have to do with that box that I have to open? No, it doesn't oh, have to. Son do. of well, a bitch. no, actually, it might. I don't know. Uh-oh. Uh oh. It depends on what's in that box. <laughs> we'll figure it out in what's you know, in six the months. Box? Two pins yeah. and a piece of That's quill. It. Yeah. Probably. Uh, it's just you know, it's uh, Bahamut's personal quill. Is what That's it. it. Is. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. like a, it's like a modern day fountain pen, and it's like, oh, yeah. it's special because it's a fountain pen. Yep. It's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> 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 but no, yeah. In in our campaign, it's a known fact that there are there is a Hellspawn army running around, and people are and the Hellspawn army is made up of demons and devils. devils. Yeah. So, and since we're talking about minions for demons and devils, uh, there are a lot of little minor guys that fight, the, and they could fight for each arm, each side, even though they are not. Uh, they're called Yugoloths. Oh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, I have a quick question, and, and you can stop me if I'm wrong. Did you start this Hellspawn army before Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes Blood War came out? Is this the thing you've had to adapt to since this has been a D&D 5e thing since Mordenkainen's? Or have you not adapted at all? Uh, no, it, it's given me stat blocks for things. Okay. That's okay. pretty much it. Was it, but it was before, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you've planned this Hellspawn army before this Blood War thing mm-hmm. came out. But Blood War well, has always no. been a thing. It's right? always been a thing, but I planned it before Morton Cannon. Okay, man. And there's reasons for it. I'm excited. Okay, yeah. I'm excited. So, but that's our specific campaign. Yeah, reasons. it's very right, specific. Yeah, yeah. I'm to sorry. Us. To, I yeah. don't. I don't yeah. mean to like tread on our he's, specific. He's campaign. trying to. He's trying to get answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell but me everything about our campaign. I really want to yeah. know everything right now, so yeah. I can finish it up tomorrow. So. But yeah, no, there are a lot of the minions and stuff. They aren't 
devil or demon specific. Some of them might be, uh, but a lot of them are just, you know, fodder troops that they use because they can. They either, you know, press them into service for the devils and throw them at the demons or vice versa. Uh, and how then would you, how these... would you equate that as a DM? How would you how would you perpetuate that? How would how would you how would you be like? Okay, these are rank and file that I'm throwing at you, but you should understand that this is a thing that is going to happen larger and larger every time you fight it. That's situational, depending upon the campaign, the give me, circumstances. Give me an example. Give me an example. Give me a give me a thing you would do. You're fighting rank and file. They've come across a couple imps. How do you make it so that the imps are part of a greater thing? Uh. It may be, you know, if you have a wizard in the party, they would do a, a history check or something, and they would know that imps specifically are, you know, minions of the archdevils and stuff. So they would, you know, pull up that See history and they symbolism. Go, oh, that's you know, what I was going to say. These are working for. They're either familiars of some other wizard or someone who summoned them, right? Or they are the minions of some greater evil, and it may be they have a symbol burned into them or something. Or they have a distinct coloration. Ooh, uh, that means they I like work the coloration for thing. That's certain nice. things. So yeah, you could do that. Uh, That's something they could research. Yeah, it is something that they could research. Yeah. So then they they fight them, they kill them, and they have to go back and they have to go you know comb They're through like, the oh, library. We found some imps, but they were purple. Mm-hmm. What does that mean, purple imps? And somebody's uh-huh. like, oh. You need to go talk to this douchebag in the library. That that so right there that what you just said that depends upon what you as the DM want to try to convey. Like why right. are that why are they purple? Okay, well that's that's Baphomet. You know, yeah, Baphomet yeah, yeah, has yeah. purple fur, so they're you know I know that's wrong. Imps or devils, but anyways, yeah, symbolism, colors, uh, vestments. We just things went like over that through the whole devils and demons thing. I don't know. Yeah, stuff. when you when I'm you vaguely <laughs> paying attention. Yeah, no, when you start getting up into the higher level stuff, maybe they had a commander there that was, you know, commanding these groups of imps and yeah. other uh, cambians, things like that. Uh, and it's dressed in a certain way. It has armor that's made in, in a certain style. Ooh. Ooh. And that points I to like it that. being a member of this archdevil's army. Yeah. Yeah, Something they no, keep coming across. Mm-hmm. You know, that, so using a Lord of the Rings reference, Uruk-hai always had the white hand of Saruman. That was how they, that was how yeah. Aragorn, you know, knew that this these were servants of Saruman. It's, like it's symbolism, vestments, and again, if you're a party, you know, if they, don't, if they roll a low history check, it's like, all right, you see this, you, you describe a vague symbol. All right, Michael, you give know. me a, uh, give me a high-level demon, or a high-level devil. High-level devil. I got to go with my boy, Asmodeus. As, oh. Asmodeus. All right, Lucas, We're starting give me a symbol of Asmodeus. So the symbol that I used in my campaign for Asmodeus is the two, like the long jutting symbols. And then, so there's a very specific symbol okay. for Asmodeus. Yeah, you're going to have to describe it with words, though. Yes, I know. It's too... Stop drawing in the air. I'm sorry. I don't know how to describe... <laughs> This lines. Is a, this is a listening podcast. Quit using your Italian and actually <laughs> describe <laughs> it. Uh, so, <laughs> tell about it. So, Asmodeus' yes. symbol is yes, one correct. of like a downward facing chevron with okay. with multiple with like long slender lines that sort of come to a point at the end okay. and then jut back upwards. Uh, there's several different symbols. I think you could possibly like, when I was looking up the marks for you guys. There were several different symbols that came up, but that was the one that struck me the most. Was you had the symbol of uh, Asmodeus on him? You did, right? That is correct, yeah, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the symbol yeah, of yeah. Asmodeus, yeah. Yeah. I know it as uh, two fangs. It two, looks like yeah. two fangs. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to describe it. So, yeah. So, I would have that reoccurring on banners, uh, maybe branded on something. That would be that would be the most common But you can do thing. it anyway. Yeah. You can, you can make can up your it. own symbol in Asmodeus. That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you are not sure. bound to certain things that are listed. Where did you find that symbol of Asmodeus? Was that in Mordenkainen's? Nope. The internet. Oh, no kidding. You yeah. never, Did you even look at Mordenkainen's? I don't, I don't personally out, have Mordenkainen's, so I didn't know. Oh, no kidding. No. you. you I borrowed it, oh. but then I gave that back. <laughs> But uh, no, I looked that up on the internet uh, along with several other symbols for gods and things. Like Bane's symbol is very, very close to that of Saruman's. It's a hand. You yep. had Bane's, didn't you? Yeah, he has Bane's. I, a hand on your face? Yeah, it is yeah, burned it, into it, my it face a brand. A brand. Hand, yeah. <laughs> for you listeners out there, uh, come laugh at Michael as he attempts to be a player in a campaign. Oh, it was great. It's but so, yeah, the those... symbol of Bane burned on my face, which we're going to have to figure out at some point. <laughs> a little bit of powder. A little bit of makeup, but the one in the this it's it's interesting. The one in the book for Bane is like chains and stuff, and I didn't, and that one wasn't 
easy to draw on a yeah, piece that's of burned with paper. The, uh, something like 50 year history of D&D and how long some of these uh, demon princes and archdevils have been around. There's been multiple symbols for mm-hmm. them over the years. So you can make your own. You can use an old one. You can use yep. one of the new official ones. Uh, anything you want, really. Some of these stab blocks of Mordenkainen's are, are disgusting. So good. Yeah. Go. Drow a necromancer. Arachnomancer. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, that's insane. Spider caster? Yeah. Yep. So yeah, there's there's so many different ways you could go about introducing the demon lord or the or the archdevil that you want to use. And I think, you know, your original question is how you would go about doing that. It would be through subtle sim- symbolism, uh, cults, and different different factions. Yeah, Oblix. That's what's inside the That's what's inside of Opin in our Opin. Storm King Thunder campaign. Mm-hmm. But no, yeah, you're entirely correct. So you can, they can be everything from a small time cult in a little town that lower level players take care of. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they level up. Eventually they get a meeting with the king and they're talking to the king in the royal chambers. And for some reason, the paladin of the party uses divine sense. Oh. And the king's advisor uh, has, I think for Narius, we've used it as a smell, is what for his divine some odd sense reason. Is. Yeah, for some yeah. odd reason. Uh, but he gets this hint of corruption from the king's advisor that has that, you know, goopy, f- uh, fiendish scent to Acrid. it. Yeah. 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 Acrid. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. We were there for that episode. Yeah. 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 I got so, it. yeah. And, oh, 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 okay. Oh. All of a sudden, the paladin's demeanor changes. They every the party leaves the meeting, and then what he tells them. What is that I'm going to throw up. <laughs> yeah. He, he, <laughs> uh, you know, up. he tells the rest of the party, hey, guys, the... I know we came here to get a reward, and then we were going to leave. We are going to go take care of that dragon. Some but, that. but there's a problem here. Yeah, The king's advisor is a demon or devil, mm-hmm. and we need to take care of it. Yeah, right. but, but the king doesn't trust you enough to let you close enough to him and oh, his advisor. No. So you have to figure out how to get close to him, right. how, to, how to gain the king's trust without letting I mean, the... How to get proof. So yeah, you could have that, or it could be maybe they've wormed their way into the cleric's temple I love that it. they go to. I love it. And I, I love circumventing a quest chain with something has taken over. Mm-hmm. This has been like a bread and butter for me as a, as a as a DM. Whenever I do it, I know that in in our new campaign where you guys have just started Storm King's Thunder, I've already like I've already put the the emphasis. Breadcrumbs? Oh, yeah. yeah you know what I mean? I, oh, I've yeah. already put breadcrumbs in there of like, if you guys start noticing this, like, it's going to, oh, it's spicy. Now there's going to be perception spicy. checks Salt everywhere. Bay. Everything I look Salt at is going to be a perception try. check. You can try. You'll never figure yeah. it out. But uh, So, yeah, I'm we have the, the rank and file. You're moving on up. You know, it's a now a kingdom-wide conspiracy kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and then, who knows? Maybe they find that out. They destroy the king's advisor. But now... That kingdom, another kingdom, starts a war against them. Oof. And it's because whoever you just killed, their master also has their hooks in this other kingdom and is starting a war in the material plane to cause dissent and to cover up some overarching oh conspiracy. And the overall so, goal is they, is they realize that Baphomet is, is controlling this other kingdom. So the end goal is we have been, to go take They've out. been lied to the whole time. Yep. Yeah, anytime you can make the play... A great feeling as a DM is to give them the feeling of accomplishment and then subvert that Oopsies. with, oh, <laughs> you did this thing and now this has happened. Yeah. That's how you, that's how you are, create... Are we really the baddies? I think I, we are. I call it the Jurassic Park syndrome. Where oh. It's like, oh, we've always wanted to recreate dinosaurs. They have this great amusement park. Now we recreated Oopsies. dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> we've recreated dinosaurs and they're you destroying son everything. son of a bitch, you did it. <laughs> He spent so long understanding if we sh- if we could. <laughs> Never ask if we, we should. should. Calling him in for what? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as a DM, you're you're having a campaign. Your players have done a thing, whatever, and you've laid these minions out, imps, quasits, whatever. Are you tied? Like, say you throw imps, are you tied to devils? If you no. throw quasits, are you tied to demons? No. No, because those could very well be familiars of a powerful wizard. That's right. Okay. Or even not so powerful wizard. So when is the point in a campaign where you would bring in a mid-level or even a high-level demon or devil, and what are certain things you're looking for from your players to decide which one of those you would do? 
I would just I would go through honestly I would go through the monster manual and try and work out the whatever ranks in Mordenkind my campaign. Mordenkind and Tome of Foes. Or yeah, Monster Manual has a bunch of demons and devils. Mordenkind and Tomes of Foes kind of fleshes out the higher levels. See, you work backwards. Is what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, I would I would yeah, I would try and work out the what the hierarchy is here, like who is over who uh, in their, you know, army structure or whatever. Uh, so they encounter the little low-level guys uh, very early on, and then they work their way up, and they might find, uh, you know, fight a sub-commander or something, uh, you know, five to ten. Yeah. After yeah. that, they start getting into higher level. Maybe they, you know, they run into the the devil strategist, uh, who strategist. is con- strategist, uh, who is controlling things, <laughs> and then they they kill the strategist and. You know that kind of that puts a hamper in I mean, the does. Archdevil's plans. It does absolutely. And who it knows? Will. Maybe maybe they find a gate that takes them to one, one of layer the nine of the hells. nine hells, yeah. and they got to go fight the army there. I could totally see that, Lucas. Is that what you would do? Work backwards from the top. So what you're kind of talking about here is the idea of the prep work of the DM, like how, exactly, yeah, yeah. So the That's prep, exactly what I'm the talking prep about. work of the DM, a lot of times I believe does sort of work backwards. There, you know, there's this sort of. Uh, Thinking amongst DMs, do you start low? Do you do you start low thinking and just and just create as you go further, or do you have this? I want to use this high level monster, and I'm going to work backwards. So it's kind of like how how do you approach DMing? Um, Badly. Me, me, me I would agree with Michael <laughs> that I want to work backwards from this is the goal that I want them to achieve. This is the antagonist that's keeping them from achieving it. And then these are the tools that he's going to use to circumvent them. And that's where you can come up with a, a framework for how the players can defeat said evil. So if the, if the monster has a plan to corrupt this city, how is he going to do that? He's going to corrupt them through cults. He's going to corrupt them through rituals. Mm. He's going to do this. So how can they disrupt that? Ugh. You know, you're talking about this like citywide thing. This is a, I don't even know how you get a player to like understand how large of an issue this is. NPCs. Without, no, players. No, NPCs are the way that you get them to oh, understand that. <laughs> yeah, the NPCs. So your <laughs> your biggest sense. tool as a DM to drop lore is either through exposition dumps or... Bad, bad accents. Yes, absolutely. All <laughs> NPCs have to have bad Throat accents. destroying voices. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Holy shit, that's so, strong. Yeah, switch to bourbon this time. Yeah, Jesus. When you can when you can use what is that? uh yeah, it's fifty five, so one ten. It's like fucking gasoline. <laughs> it's a good good gasoline. Yeah. NPCs are are in my opinion the answer to that question. How do you get them to understand your, your question is, how do you get them to understand the gravity and scope of the issue? Yes, correct. So they don't know. That's the whole point. You know, players don't know these things, but residents of the What's city that phrase, do. Treat your players like kindergartners. Yeah, yeah, because they are. Yeah, they're <laughs> kindergarten they cats. Are. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't expect them to understand. They anything. Well, they won't because they're not in your head. Yeah, they're not there. And it's not a video game where they can see the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, that's the that's the thing about this this Treat game like that we children. play. Yeah. Is it's a shared medium, but we can't see what is going on in your head. So, so you must so, paint a picture so with you your must, words. With your words hmm. and and that's where that's kind of what you're asking is how do you use your how words? Do you use that? Yeah. How do you use your words to to relay the message? So in my opinion, the best way, the most organic way is to have conversations with NPCs. To where the, you know the local cleric, the cleric who runs the temple, he would have a good understanding of the corruption that's going on in the city because that's that's his a local merchant, sorry, a local merchant is probably not going to be as concerned, or that's not the right word. He's not going to know. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah, not going to he know. Doesn't know. He doesn't have the knowledge for it. Yeah, right. For it's sure. not part of his daily life. It's just you know. It, it may be something that happens in myths or he has some vague awareness of because he's heard it at temple or whatever and they don't really know. So then you have to go to the people who have that knowledge. You have I to like go the, up to uh, the wizard, the the priest of the temple, yep. whoever. 
I like the idea of going deep into a church and finding the secret door and that behind the secret door finds the secret office in that secret office finds the book, the, the restricted book section thing. And it's like, Oh shit, we've been fighting this all along. Mm-hmm. Some of these are secrets. Some of these are things that, you know, the players will have to do very Scooby-Doo. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll have to do some research and stuff for you love downtime. I you do. Absolutely I do, love downtime. I do. That's a great way for players when they're in a city to use downtime. It's like, I want to research. I want to go to the temple for three days, and I want to research this thing. Yeah. And the next session takes place in your your thing, and you're like, okay, it's been three days. This is what you learned. Downtime is... That's when you can do a lore drop if you want. That's what I was leading to. Have them them do a roll for each day of their research, and then if they roll well, boom, you get a lore drop. Right. Yep. Because as, as, a, as a DM... Hey, here you go. You can read from here to here in the Mordenkainen's book, and this is the knowledge that you get. Yes, exactly. Yep. You could literally, hand them the book. Here you could you literally hand them the book, or if you are a Ooh. DM who loves to, to talk and do lore dumps, books are a great way to make that seem organic to where it's not just the voice of God giving them information. They're reading from a book, and this is what you read. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways that you could go about bequeathing that mm. knowledge to them. Yeah, you know. I feel like we're going to come back to this a lot. I yes. feel like this is one of those topics that like we didn't fully digest. No, I, I this could be a three parter. Yeah. to be honest, like so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Let, yeah. let's, let's put a let's put a bookmark in this. Let's let's kind of put like, a bow on it. Yeah, let's put a bow so, on. This it. is the introduction to yeah demons and devils, demons and then and we devils. can we can get into hey here's devils and then here's demons. Heck, we're gonna have to right. Yeah. This is bigger than I uh, thought. I mean, literally, you yeah. could probably do several podcasts just talking about because the demon there words. are a number of arch devils, arch devils, and there are a number of demon princes. I like arch devils. Arch, yeah, it's not. They're circles. They were a little devil to a big devil. <laughs> There's an arc. There's a character arc there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On how they became that way. <laughs> so I like so, the idea of uh, an entirely evil party entity. Mm-hmm. No, not party. <laughs> that your party. Is gonna come into terms with like we we often uh, in D anD D we talk about like oh well you can talk your way out of this you could flee you could do this you could do that these are some of the things like no man you got to deal with this like this is a this is a thing that's gonna affect your whole party the whole town the whole city the whole country the whole world like you're gonna have to deal with this I would say that kind of depends on the world that the DM's running yeah uh, you think it could be a no a no thing. Yeah, I mean, you guys, so in the current campaign, you specifically, Velst, ran into someone that you saw in Castronovum wearing a symbol for Dispater, the Archdevil. Oh, yeah, that's right. Who was openly wearing it in the middle of the city. Openly and, wearing it. And that was because Castronovum, the largest, most metropolitan Is city evil. in the world, Yeah, he was, it's just a symbol. He may not have been a cult member. He may have been. You don't know. Might have been. But the fact that he was wearing it openly means it's kind of like a eh, kind of thing for people. I think I was also burying maps at the time. You were burying, you were tearing up and burying maps to try and wipe the ark off the face of the In our own world, there are people who are Satanists. That's actually just a form of Christianity. Uh, Yeah, at the end of the day. At the end of the day. So that same sort of thing. There could just yeah. be people in the world who are openly true, true, true. committed so true. to Asmodeus. Yeah. And it's, so, you know, so they run a tavern. Di- yeah, specifically Dispater. Uh, I've read uh, in certain places that there are politicians that you know give an offering to Dispater because they he is kind of like a patron to these politicians or, you know, people that, that do sense. that. Absolutely. And it's, they, they try and, oh, you know, help me get up on my political rival. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. It's not the fact that they are like true diehard cultists. It's just, they're making an offering to a God. Mm-hmm. So let's put a thing. We're, we're not ending this podcast. Uh, we're just putting a pen in it. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about demons and devils more. I feel like we didn't really get. This might be an around the fire to be continued. Yeah, this yeah. is definitely a, a like I'm more interested about demons and devils now than I was at the beginning of this episode. Yeah. So yeah. let's look at this. Like let, let's let's kind of reel back a little bit. Let's take where we are. Let's bring in some character challenges. Let's bring in some. Uh, a new thing we're going to try to do is some subclass challenges. What do you think about it, Lucas? I love it. Yeah. What are redesigning? We doing? Yeah, I'd like to redesign a subclass. What do you think mm, about it? How so? Elaborate. Uh, a new fighter, a new cleric, a new barbarian. Just like a character creation challenge, we're going to create our own subclasses. Okay. 
Would you like to partake in that? Of course. I'll do it, yeah. I'll well, too it bad either. you're not invited. <laughs> I hate it here. Though. This house is a prison. Yeah. They're not, they're, they're not going to be as frequent as the character creation no, challenges. No, it's going to be very few and far because like, we're going to run out of so it. many it's subclasses already cl- There's created. There's already so many subclasses. Yeah. It's going to be very much like an unearthed arcana, but for fantasy camp. How friends. can I make a different evocation wizard? Yeah, can I, exactly. Yeah. Make it's, a fire it's, called a, it's called a war mage. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right, I'll just do that. Yeah, I'll just steal things and just rename them. So those are ideas that we're going to be along in the next few weeks, few months, few years. This is we uh, have a, stay tuned. We have a character creation challenge coming that is still in the works with you guys having to create a character that has been in the Feywild for fifty years. Oh, that's me and no, you, right? No, more nope. than fifty. Five hundred? Is it? I'm, am I missing a zero? What? Okay. Wait. So, what? So the magic of no, that's you and Michael. I won the last one. So it was flight. And then it was the... Michael gave one, I think. No. no. Okay, so if this ever... Fights. I've been losing so often, I just assume I have to make a character. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. So no, yeah, it was not 50 years. It was 500 years. 500 they were the character. The character was lost in the Feywild for six hours and comes back to the mortal plane 500 years later. I don't remember this. You don't remember, you don't remember that? that? Well, there who you go. Won, who won the thing? I won the Lucas challenge. Lucas won. Yeah. And that was your challenge you threw down? Mm-hmm. That was the challenge you threw down. Is so, this part of your pirate thing? No. So remember, uh, going back... I don't remember shit. We ended up having to put the bumper... <laughs> I put the bumper before oh, the, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. the I will, last character creation. I will remember creation. to throw that bumper on the front yeah. of the edit. Yeah, I won't that, remember that. That we completely you know, missed what the challenge was that it had been so long and we, we forgot what it was. Do, uh, new bumps, by the way. Oh, cool. Yeah, new yeah. stingers? New stingers. Have, have now that we joined the mics. podcast as somebody yeah. who doesn't know shit about D&D. Oh, that'd be yeah. great. That might be nice. So yeah, I have the Mist Challenge as the level three nautical theme. Uh, which we're nautical do, theme. Yeah. That's what it was. We'll do that next time I but win. that's not a real thing. Yeah. You forgot about that. Yeah. You gave your own thing. It will be coming up. So when I win this Feywild 500-year challenge... Son of a bitch. Period. It will be a nautical <laughs> theme. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Well, like you said, you're just so used to it now. Prove us wrong. Just get all cozy in the there Bahama you Dome. There you go. I mean, if you... <laughs> so. That's like wild turkey, dude. That is like mm. so strong. Wild turkey 101? So it's since you're, uh, since you're getting butthurt about it, I'm going to read off the totals here for the character creation challenge uh, I, don't, wins. I don't know if I want to hear Am this. Am I leading? I don't know if I want to hear this. No, I think Michael's leading. I think so. So right. we have at four wins, oh. Justin... At five wins, oh, no. Lucas, and oh, at six no. wins, me. Oh man, that's pretty close. Hey, I'm only yeah, two wins back. Two from wins the league. back. That's a simple score yeah. and stop. Score yeah. and stop, yeah. and you're back there. It's yeah. better than his disc golf scores. Jesus. Oh, is he shading you? It's so bad. Now you can so bad. Now you can be mad about it on our group chat. Well, he'll never win another challenge that I do. <laughs> when I win, it'll always be you, Lucas. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It might be about time for Vels to lose his powers. Son of a bitch. (laughs) Yeah, you're used to that by now. I am used to that as well. (laughs) You hold no power here. (laughs) So, thank you guys for all coming around. This this around the fire discussion about demons and devils. We're going to have to continue this. I feel like we didn't really get into it as much as I I I feel like we scratched the surface of it. Yeah. I feel like this is a big discussion. This is. because Bigger than I thought. Because it's such a prevalent enemy type that you can use in your world so there's a lot of breadth to it yeah. also the reason for the satanic scare back in the 80s oh shit i didn't yes, even know that. we didn't yeah. even touch on that oh yeah. i mean no, we could have but it's just kind of low-hanging fruit it, it is, is kind of it is. And, fruit, and in 2022 right? nobody really gives a shit about that it's uh, yep that's the, how people felt back the in the demon day demon scare of the yeah. 80s Not, i all you the know who's the height of that right hillary clinton well, she also killed a bunch of soldiers Clinton. in Benghazi. So she did uh, the whole uh, parental advisory. Got that out. label. Oh, Tipper Gore. Tipper Gore. Yeah. Tipper Gore and Hillary Clinton did the whole uh, parental advisory, <clears throat> and it was to help save children from D and D, from D and D and cuss words and music. Well, you remember yeah. when Harry yeah. Potter was satanic too? Yeah. God. So damn. if you if you haven't seen it, Twisted Sisters uh, test, uh, testifying so before good. Congress. A congressional panel. It is such a great watch. Oh, that was back in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his name? Dennis. <laughs> Get on my phone. Oh man, I remember Dennis Leary. That. No, no, not Dennis Leary. <laughs> Dennis Hopper. I think it's Dennis. It's probably not Dennis. No, you also said Sith, so I really don't trust you. <laughs> D. Snyder, man. D. Snyder. You started with a D. Sith tonight. Lay off. 
All right. Well, thank you very much for showing up to uh, 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 Fantasy Campgrounds. We're talking about Demons and Devils. Uh, This is definitely a part one. We're going to come back to this. Uh, Also going to throw in some how to deal deal with this. Yeah, I think that'll be working that into a campaign. It is a lot. I I think we kind of... uh, Justin likes to do... He likes to do how to deal with this questions while talking about a thing like how would you introduce how would you yeah so we yeah. we kind of talked a little, a little bleed through there yeah, yeah a little bleed through here and there it wasn't a pure informational episode but again we really appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us this has been a great discussion as always yeah and join us every monday night around seven o'clock ish central time uh we are at twitch.tv slash fantasy campground all one word there you go and follow us on Twitter. I am a tweeting maniac right now. Oh, yes, now. you are. <laughs> I am so good at it. I have figured out my password and everything. <laughs> I'm going to put a poll up. Fuck Ooh. you guys. Do it. Do it. I'll do it. I'll yeah. do a poll. So I'm going to put a poll up. And uh, give us what your favorite demon or devil is. And uh, follow us at FantasyCG. We also have an Instagram page. Oh, Michael, would you like to oh, talk yeah, about Oh, yeah, that's this? a new thing. Yeah. So we're trying to grow. we're trying to grow this. We're trying to get, you know... More get love. That, we appreciate you guys. And get that uh, demonic social media influence going. <laughs> yeah, you gotta have. Oh it. my god! If devils and demons get us actually noticed, like I'm gonna be pissed. There would be a de- <laughs> there would be a demon lord of social media. I feel like that would be a thing. What is our Instagram, Michael? I'm assuming it's is it an at? I don't even know Instagram. I don't. Know I feel like I'm old. We are. <laughs> is it is it face snap? Is it chat face book? Snap. <laughs> chat book? A hash, hashtag pound sign. Is that a thing? Is that a I don't know what I'm doing. Pound sign? <laughs> hashtag pound sign. Hashtag I'm, pound sign. I'm going to use that whenever I hashtag something. Hashtag pound sign. <laughs> oh, to be old. <laughs> so, yes, the Instagram is yes, also sir. Fantasy Campground. Hey! Good. We have good. just everything. Is it, Fantasy is it Campground. Hat, or is it just a thing? I don't know how Instagram works <laughs> yet. <laughs> I don't know how Instagram works. I hope to God you can find us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> If so, not, it's okay. We need a social media it's manager. Right. We need a we need a uh, Gen Z to run our shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have no idea how Instagram works. I kind of just went, "Hey, Uh-oh. Instagram, give me an account." And I did. can't believe Fantasy Campgrounds was available. Available, uh, right? All yeah, things. it's one of those like, things. Yeah, it's good. I I like it. I feel like it's a good brand name. Yeah, it is. I man. do. You know, I think we're doing great. At I'll it. take I'll take credit for that. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give you the credit. I don't have I don't have many things that I take credit for, but yeah. I'm nice. a bad I'm a bad paladin and I came up with fantasy game, bro. Nice. Nice. <laughs> That's what I'll I'll die on that hill. Right. Well, <laughs> listeners out there, thank you very much for stopping by. This has been Justin. I'm Lucas. And I need to go find a chicken to summon as Oh, it's the best. Thank <laughs> you very much. Have a great night, guys. We'll see you next time. What a haul. Whoa. In case you ain't heard, I'm the devil. I'm a real low down, not on the level. They call me Old Scratch, Mr. S, the big D. I'm the king of the underworld, yeah, it's great to be me. Totally, 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 totally,